It's Enrico Palazzo! Yeah. <laughs> How about that? of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Baseball Podcast, episode number 17. On today's show, your hosts, Michael Govier and Christopher Deary, take a look at the players whose value will increase due to the layoff from COVID-19. And now, here's your host, Mike Govier and Christopher Deary. Take it away, boys! Here we are! It's another edition of VA. It's Enrico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. It's episode 17. We're doing a briefer episode today because we're busy people, but we love trying to connect with you in fantasy baseball land. With me, as always, is my co-host and dear friend, Christopher Deary. What's up, man? What's going on, man? What's shaking, as you like to say, or what's cooking? Let's cook it. Let's cook it. I like like that one. That's my favorite of the uh, greetings. (laughs) Yeah, I got that from my uh, ex-stepdad. Oh, you stole it from someone? Come on. He might still be my stepdad. I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, I haven't seen him in like six years. Uh, But hey, thanks, Marshall. Thanks for the good times. What's cooking? It's the Hey, it's a Rico Blasso Baseball Podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're available. For emails, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Palazzo Podcast at protonmail.com. Uh, we're tweeting out. We're looking for people to connect with. Hit us up. Tell us about your favorite baseball memories as this thing drags on and on and on and on and on. I can't believe there's so many people putting out content on a weekly basis. I, I don't know how they do it because we love baseball. I mean, you and I are huge <laughs> baseball fanatics, but. I just don't know what else you can really do after a certain point. We talked about it last week. I get I get sick of just sitting here doing uh, predictions and projections and what will happen. I hate living in that world of what will happen. I want to talk about what is happening. Um, yeah, so big shout-out to those people that are still putting out some amazing content. Uh, kudos to you. I, I don't know if I could do it. It's amazing. I mean, I'm doing the other podcast, the Turn 2 pod with Matt Williams. Shout-out, Matt. Uh, really enjoyed that. I did the uh, Orioles preview last week, and that's a good idea. Like, they're doing a 30-team breakdown. Each episode is about just each team. But once you've done all positions and you've analyzed every team, then you've done your sleepers and your busts, and you've covered every base of fantasy baseball. There's really nothing but to just kind of go back and rehash. Maybe you can go deeper and deeper but then people might just not be interested. I feel like people are similar to us. Like they are also kind of just despondent. I think podcasting is down. People aren't listening as much because they're not in their cars. Interesting. I'm, I'm listening just as much now that I'm home and have this free time, but uh, I, oh. <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling that if like we were to dive back into, you know, kind of some of these projections that we made on players and, and uh, you know, kind of just, our overall feelings towards some players, we might end up contradicting ourselves. We're completely forgetting about, about what we had talked about before. So 
maybe a guy that I really, really liked, maybe I don't like him anymore, and I don't even really have a reason for it. So, mm. Well, there's always that, too. And, you know, there's endless information and a thousand different ways to dissect hitting and pitching and fielding and sprint speeds. It's all out there, so I'm not minimizing it for anyone. I'm glad everyone has something to do, and hopefully you guys are listening on occasion. Uh, here at the Hey, It's Enrico Palazzo Baseball Podcast, we aim to please. We're here to serve you. Uh, as far as the quarantine, it drags on. Uh, I'm currently in Ludington, Michigan, on the west side of the state, right off the coast of beautiful Lake Michigan. The lake that's for sportsmen, according to Gordon Lightfoot. And the, apparently the KBO has kicked off. So the Korean Baseball League has been playing. They started this week. Have you been watching it at all, Deirdre? I have not checked in yet. Um... I see a lot of people in the Twitterverse that are uh, talking about it, talking about crazy bat flips that are going on. I was just on Fangraphs, and I was looking at one of the head articles up there was uh, projections for possible standings in the KBO. But I have not checked out yet. I'm not saying that I'm not interested. I am interested. Uh, haven't really found the time late at night. Uh, that's usually wife time where we're watching shows and movies and, and so on. But uh, I, I think over the next few days I, I will check in. They've obviously been broadcasting a lot of these games on ESPN. So don't know much about the league. Don't know many of the players. I don't know if there's any former MLB players in the league or anything like that. Oh, there but, is. Uh, Nick Kingham. Remember Nick Kingham from the Pirates? Pirates, yeah. Infielder, maybe? Yeah, he's a pitcher. He had the first uh, the first strikeout in the KBO this season. I, I recognize that name instantly, but I thought he was like a younger guy who still had some potential. I was surprised that he was over there. Yeah, I thought he was an infielder, so. I guess I didn't know. I knew, I knew the name. I guess I didn't know a ton about Mr. Nick Kingdom. You know how many Nick teams Kingdom. are in the KBO? How many teams are in the KBO? Well, that's a great question. You're going to stump me on that one. What I do know is that our former Tiger friend, Detroit Tiger, Dixon Machado, hit a three-run home run in the KBO the other day. Isn't that fun? There's another Tiger pitcher that uh, started a game. Uh, shit, what was that guy's name? He was a... Uh, Never made it up into the league, but uh, yeah, he was. Starting. Oh, uh, uh, uh Suppold. War Warwick Suppold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Warwick Suppold. Yeah, Dixon Machado. Huh? He was a. Uh, I don't know. Was he even a highly touted prospect? No, he was never good. It was a mild, middle of the road infielder, kind of like a Hernan Perez, but Hernan Perez was much better. I got to give Mr. Perez his credit, but. <laughs> a lot, yeah, a lot better. I do like that name though, KBO. I I, I like that. I think I prefer prefer that to MLB. Their league-wide average is something like in the 280s. There's a lot more hitting in the KBO. I think that's what they advertise it that way. So it's supposed to be more entertaining. And apparently, uh, Carl Edwards and Eduardo Perez are the broadcasting games for ESPN yeah. at home. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of goofy. It is. I, I got to check it out. They're, they're really right up my alley because they're like at 1 a.m. or 5 o'clock in the morning, depending on the day. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um... Yeah, I haven't been inviting any fantasy leagues yet, so uh, see how that takes out. It might happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love baseball, like we said, but, I, I mean, doing a KBO fantasy league, I, I'm just not that desperate. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not, like, desperate enough for, oh, i got to be the KBO and i got to do everything about it. I love baseball. I'll wait for it. And I'm not saying the KBO is less than the majors. It's a different league. It's, it's a great league. I'm glad it exists, but I'm not desperate. What I see myself possibly doing is maybe checking out on a, on a game and just picking a team and then betting on them. That might be fun. Exactly. 
That's exactly what you should be doing. It's right up your alley. You should bet on the Dinos. That's a fun team name, the Dinos. Ooh, the, the Dinos. Yeah, I don't know any of the team names. I don't know how many teams there are. But, uh, yeah, check back in with me next week. I might know everything about the KBO. You might, yeah. But we're going to be honest about this. There's a lot of fantasy analysts that are diving in hardcore to the KBO. We tell <laughs> it like it is here on the Enrico Palazzo podcast. We know that it exists. We know some players. We know who those players are. And that's about it. So. It's just wasted energy. Yeah, some people really crave it, and they will latch on to it. And uh, I don't think that makes them a bigger baseball fan than us. It's just some people don't have enough free time, or they have too much free time. At any rate, we are going to look at some players today that will benefit from this break. So fantasy-wise, there are a litany of players that are going to have a huge bump and might be sitting on a waiver wire in a league right now in your fantasy league. And that might be a whole other conversation. If you were running a league right now, Deary, would you suspend all transactions? If the league had already drafted, would you do that? Or would you say, hey, it's fair game? Yeah, I don't know, because I don't... So I'm in one league where we have our keepers, and we set our keepers, and, and there was talk of kind of pushing that deadline back and then maybe seeing how some things happen and then maybe opening back up the trade market. But uh, a lot of guys are just kind of checked out, so we haven't done any of that. Yeah, that's that's a real interesting question. I think for me personally, because I might want to see some action and, and get some stuff done, I would I would open up transactions. Wow. It's just so odd because I'm not in a league that, you know, we, we've done a redraft right now. So um, I talked about how uh, one of my longtime leagues were supposed to draft this past Sunday. It did get moved. I was wrong. And I'm also very thankful it got moved. So I have some more time uh, for some of these players to get healthy, which is exciting. And yeah, look at this list, man. There's a ton of guys on here that with fantasy value, a lot of pitchers. Um, you know, guys that are coming back from TJ that maybe weren't expected to come back until July, you know, guys with, uh, you know, forearm discomfort, just looking at these scoped elbow, um, I'm on ESPN's, uh, like player injury right here. What's the one that I just found? Um, it's the wording is hilarious. Oh, Griffin Canning, chronic changes in his right elbow. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah, we're going to dive into this list of players and the KBO was our leading off segment. So we let off. And that was fun. And by the way, Deary, uh, do you think the draft will be reduced to five rounds or will it stay at 10 rounds? Any comment on that? You know, I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, yeah, they're going back and forth. You know, people are pissed. Um, you know, is it five? Is it going to be 10? Like, you know, unlike Larry and his uh, you know, email he got, he got from him last week. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really care. Five, 10, one, no draft. I don't care. These guys all find a way on a team. All I know is the Tigers are the number one pick, so don't fuck that up, and we'll be fine. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so let's get the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, there's a whole bunch of players here. We got a list. We can go through some of them. We can go through all of them. I am excited about Carlos Rodon coming back. He's one of the guys that I think will benefit greatly from this opportunity because he's going to heal back from his injury. He had TJ, and the timetable, I think they were expecting him maybe to make a contribution 
uh, around July or August. And now if the season starts in July or August, Carlos Rodon is in the big game. This is a guy who's got great stuff. I love what he brings to the table. He is, he's consistently been someone that I targeted every year in fantasy, and he has consistently disappointed me overall. There's no doubt about it. He said back in um, April that his elbow felt good enough that he could be pitching by June. So we're already in May. So that's exciting. I, I, I have real high hopes for Rodon. Last year, it was limited action. He only pitched 34 innings at a 12K9. I love that. I love that about him. Um, but when he had full regular action in 2018, he had a 6-7-1K9, which really blew my mind. That was such a bizarre year for me fantasy-wise. I had a lot of leagues that didn't go the way I expected them to in 2018. And Carlos Rodon is a prime example of that. And with the 6-7-1K9, when he's perennially having a K9 around at least nine for his career, uh, that really shocked me. So I'm excited about Carlos Rodon. Yeah, so he had TJ last May. Uh, they're expected mid-season, so maybe you know late July. Uh, this guy was a big-time prospect out of North Carolina State. He uh, was the number three pick overall for the White Sox. Uh, came up in 15, had a real nice year in 15, started 26 games, 3.75 ERA. Um, the next two years didn't really blow you away with some of his statistics. The next year, 4.04. And then 17, 17 and 18 um, and 19, you know, he, he was injured for, you know, 17 and 19, got sent down a little bit. So I think this is the year the guy breaks out. Uh, he was someone that I was definitely targeting as a nice little sleeper knowing that a lot, a lot of people weren't going to be going after him. Uh, the guy's 27 years old, big lefty. He's got really, really good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm on board with uh, Rodon being a real nice uh, you know, asset as he's going to get this time to recover. Yeah, his slider is filthy. It's the filthy slider. It's one of my favorite pitches in baseball. I think at 27 years old right now, the TJ's behind him, this has to be the time where his career ascends. If it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen during this shortened season and then beyond this decade, the next five years could be exciting years to own Carlos Rodon. And if you're in a dynasty league and you've been hanging on, I really think it's going to benefit all of you. So that's my two cents on Carlos Rodon. Uh, also uh, Mike Clevenger benefited. He had the knee, uh, the MCL injury that was going to limit him to possibly right now. He would have been back maybe today if they were starting, if the league was happening in an alternate reality, he may have made his return sometime this week, but uh, Clevenger will be fine now. Another guy is James Paxton. Uh, he had the back cyst removed, and they were going to say it was going to be up to three months. But now that we're looking at a July start, he's going to be – he could be the opening day starter. That's very possible now. Yeah, James Paxton, you said uh, contract year. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The, yeah. the Yankees need him desperately in that you know lineup where they got injuries all over the place. I mean, Stanton's injured, injured Judge is injured. Hope is those guys will be ready for July. I think what hurts two guys like that, that, uh, you know, how much spring training action are they going to do? How much are these guys going to stay in shape as well? Love Clevenger being able to come back from the MCL. You're a guy that was super high on him. I think you picked him in some of, uh, some of your early uh, drafts this year. So the Indians are going to really benefit from him. Uh, you know, some of, the, some of the hitters that are going to be coming back, uh, I'm looking at a guy like Mitch Hanniger. A couple of years ago, was a, really came out of nowhere and was a really, really exciting player. Um, you know, looking at the timeline here for him, he sh he's he's hopefully should be back in time. And 
he uh, had sports sports hernia surgery in February. Um, he's doing some kind of limited walking around and, and some back exercises. And that was about a month ago. So maybe come Jul- late June, early July, Mitch Hanniger is a guy who maybe the one of the few guys on the Seattle Mariners that are, is worth rostering on a team. That's a real bad team. But uh, Mitch Hanniger is a guy that can really put the ball out of the ballpark. And uh, I'm looking for him to bounce back this year. Mitch Hanniger's balls have been a constant source of discontent for Mr. Hanniger. Real bummer. I hope his balls are better. I hope his hernias are behind him. The guy was a guy who got on base. He does all the things I like. He certainly was a guy I targeted a couple of years ago, but I really cooled off with the injuries building up. Once he came to Seattle, he had a little excitement. And then I remember when he came up with the Diamondbacks in 2016, there was a really a lot of excitement. There was buzz about his name. and. Once he got traded to the Mariners and was released and allowed to be himself, he really flourished. The 2018 year was really a solid season. I enjoyed having him on my roster. He's a guy who could hit 280, give you a 370 OBP, 500 slugging. You got to love that. 10% walk rate, I'm always down with that. A decent K rate, too. An ISO, even over 200. So he's the kind of guy that if he's healthy – there's still be a lot left in the tank. I agree with you. He's 29 years old, so he's not, you know, put out to pasture yet. There's still some life left in that bat. But as far as hitters go, you are right, dearie. Uh, Louis Urias. Luis Urias is a guy I was already targeting regardless of the wrist surgery, which he had back in February, I believe. And he was going to be borderline opening day. Now he's good. His wrist should be fully healed. There will not be any power zapped from his bat. And I've heavily targeted Luis Urias in drafts that I already did. And I will continue to do so if I have another draft or if he's available in the free agent wire. I think playing in Miller Park will be a big benefit for him. Yeah, if that power can develop for him, uh, like you talked about, in Miller Park, he's a guy who could be really sneaky good. I'm not super high on him, but I'm rooting for him if it's not just for his sake, but for your sake as well. Oh, thanks, dearie. That's thanks. <laughs> Uh, then there's uh, Willie Calhoun. Remember, he got smacked in the face with that pitch in spring training. And Ooh, yeah. it was nasty. People were, people were jacked on Willie Calhoun. There was tons of Willie Calhoun hype. The hype's never been bigger. He showed last year that he could do what he was projected to do after what was considered to be quite a, a pretty awful 2018 where he just didn't seem to have anything, and, and it all kind of went backwards for him. So he showed life last year. And I was targeting him. I actually like Nick Solak more than him, but Willie Calhoun was going to get the playing time. Are you a guy who buys into Willie Calhoun? He's a guy who can really – he can really crank the ball. He had 21 home runs and 337 plate appearances last year. That's pretty nice. Uh, but do you think that that's him, or was that just a flash in the pan? Willie Calhoun's a guy that helped me win a fantasy baseball championship last year. He had a really nice second half. Uh, the power's always been there. For a guy that's only 5'8", I mean, he can mash the ball from from uh, both sides of the plate, I believe. I believe he is a switch hitter. Yes, he is. And uh, 25 years old. Um, I think the concern with Calhoun is the guy doesn't know how to play defense at all. Um, I don't know what the DH situation is looking like over in Texas. Uh, they got to obviously moving into the new ballpark. He's a guy I'm buying in on. He's, he's proved that he can get on base. Uh, bumped that average up to 269 last year through those 83 games. Uh, you know, with his short stint, came up in 17 and 18. Uh, he was not walking at all and just striking out a ton. He's going to strike out if he plays 
you know, in, in, you know, on average, a hundred, 160 games in an average season, you know, he's going to probably strike out, you know, well over a hundred times, but that power is really, really nice. Uh, obviously a liability in left field, but if he can just get the at bats, I think he's a, has a chance to hit, you know, 30, 35 home runs, you know, if we were playing a 162 game season. So I like Willie Campbell. Willie, Stephen Willie Calhoun. Reminds me of Stephen Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. Remember that movie? I do not like that movie. <laughs> oh, what? I love that movie, man. I thought you asked that just because you knew I don't, I don't like that movie. Oh, I yeah. Know. I actually, I was a little unsure on your opinion. Yeah, I don't know what it is. A lot of people didn't like that movie because it was like weird football. It was like bizarro Oliver Stone football. So <laughs> I, loved it. I thought it was funny, stupid. Thought it was honest. Lawrence Taylor actually did a good job in that movie. Good job, LT. Maybe I need to revisit it. Uh, it has been 20 years since I've seen it. So 20th. It actually is. It's the 21st anniversary this year. Isn't that exciting? Any given Not Sunday. Wow. Okay. As far as younger hitters, I love DJ Stewart on the the Orioles. I talked about him on the Turn Two Pod last week in the Orioles preview. DJ Stewart is a guy. He's got everything. He can do it all. He's proven that in the minor leagues. Now it's just a question of staying healthy. He's had ankle surgery. He had microfracture surgery on his ankle. And he's also had hammy problems. He had a concussion last year when he's trying to come back after the injury prior to that. So DJ Stewart, outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles, if healthy, if healthy, this could be the year where he finally, you know, he, they let him go run wild in beautiful Camden yards. This is the time because he's 26 years old and he's not getting any younger, but he's still got opportunity before him. The Orioles are awful. He, he can give you a walk rate that I love. He can get on base. Then he could steal. Now he hasn't always stolen off, but he had 20 steals in 2017 when he was in 126 games with a 12 walk rate. I love that. That's a great walk rate. If this is a guy who give you like a 380 OBP, hit 20 to 25 home runs, maybe steal you 15 to 20 bases. If he's given free reign to play in the AL East in Camden in the summer where the ball flies out, I love it. Yeah, I mean, the Orioles got a ton of young guys that are going to get some run this year. And DJ Stewart's one of them. This guy's a former first-round pick. Uh, you talked about the pop and, you know, the opportunity to steal bases in the minors. Uh, this guy's going to get a chance to play every day in the outfield and uh, he'd be a real steal late for you. And the fact that he's going to be able to recover this ankle a little bit more uh, really, you know, gives us bigger, higher hopes for uh, Mr. Stewart. Andrew McCutcheon had ACL surgery last year. He hurt his knee in May and that was the end of his season. And he was playing okay. The numbers don't look great last year, but he was a big um, catalyst for that Philly lineup and, they just were not as great or good even with him out of the lineup. But he'll be back. He's got this extra time now to completely rest up. He was going to be probably not available to start the year. But now, with the year starting likely in July, this is, uh, this is McCutcheon's time. Do you like Andrew McCutcheon? Or are you just someone who says, eh, he's too old? Yeah, I mean, he's 33 now, coming off an ACL. Uh, you know, he hasn't really been fantasy relevant in the last few years, but maybe he can change some what? things. What? What? Really? Yeah. I mean, wow. the, power, the power and the speed is not there anymore. If he can continue to still get on base and have an OPS near, you know, 850, which he 
you know, he, he's a career 858 OPS or uh, so if he can kind of get back in that time machine and go back to 2017, that was kind of his last pretty decent season there for the Pirates. I think he has the opportunity to, to bounce back and be, have some fantasy relevance, but I, I, I don't see it. I think, uh, I think he's, uh, I think, I think that's it for him. Uh, he's wow. going to be a guy that you're going to take on a flyer and you may be picking up. Um, I think some people may continue to go after him because of the name. Uh, obviously I could be wrong. I'm just projecting here and uh, I'm not buying in on him, but I'm rooting for him because he's a guy that I've always really enjoyed. Yeah. I got to tell I mean, if he's still fantasy relevant. I mean, if he's an OBP league, he could help you out. He's been helping you out when he got traded to the Yankees a couple of years ago. I, I saw some life left in him that would, made me excited and I wasn't running out the door to go get Andrew McCutcheon. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that he has a place and depending on your format and situation, this is a guy that you can use to your advantage. He will not steal bases anymore. Those, you know, 25, 30 steal days are long gone. No argument here, but he still gives you a great walk rate. And if you play an OBP league, this is definitely someone that could be a bonus to your team. He's a, he's a guy who – this is a pretty decent lineup in Philadelphia. He's going to have some guys that are going to be able to knock him in if he bats in that two-hole or even mm-hmm. the one-hole. Steals won't be there, but, shit, if he can stay healthy, uh, 100 runs? I mean, exactly. obviously, you're not playing a full season, but I, if it was a 162-game season, I could project 100 runs. And like you said, OBP and OPS, all right. Maybe you've convinced me, Michael. <laughs> Well, uh, a local boy who's going to make good for us. How about Michael Fulmer? Now that he's post-TJ and it's been a year, over a year, he, he, he will, might be the opening day starter for the Tigers, the way things are going now. Uh, yeah, how long before he blows that elbow out again? Oh, is it going to happen that fast? Is it bad news? That guy's form is just disgusting. Um, it was the one thing I said when he was brought over um, in the trade and the Tigers got him from the Mets. I'm like, Man, this guy's mechanics. It seems all elbowy. <laughs> oh, wow. um, so, so I don't know. I mean, he's a guy. God, I mean, two years ago he was looking like an absolute stud before uh, you know these these issues happened and the TJ happened. I'm I'm hoping for his his sake and the Tigers' sake that he can turn around and be healthy and and be that ace for this for this team, or else that'll just be another trade that just did not work out for the Detroit Tigers. Oh man. Uh... Fulmer's got to get healthy and be good so they can trade him again. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's the big thing is they they needed to trade him uh, two years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. What could have been? Alex Bregman? Javi Baez talk? Oh, those rumors came out after the fact. Who the hell knows? But What about Shohei Otani? Um, obviously, he'll be DHing for the Angels this year, but he's going to be coming back from Tommy John surgery. This is uh, a Angels starting pitching staff that has a lot to prove. Uh, this is a team that is going to be competing, I believe, in any division that they are in, specifically because their offense is good. What do you see Otani being able to give you, uh, knowing that he's not going to have to pitch probably 100 innings? Well, one of the big concerns coming out of uh, spring training period and the draft season in February was Otani was going to start revving up for pitching, and he'd have to go down to AAA to, or AA to uh, rehab, right? And now that that window has passed and he could be rehabbing this entire time and might be ready to go by July, that changes his value 
a lot because people were worried that by going to these rehab appearances, he wouldn't be able to hit. So that hurts you depending on what league you're in. If there's two versions, the hitter and the pitcher, or just the one United version, as it should always be, Shoyatani is uh, ooh, he's delectable. If you're going to get somebody who can throw – if he could give you 100 innings this year, that, that might be a lot, but I think he could based on the season. And I would love to have that because now with the hitting combined, which I love his bat because I love the way he gets on base. I think his OBP could go up a lot more this year. It was 343 last year. I think that's just – that's lower. That's lower than what he might really do because his walk rate went down a couple percentage points from 2018. So I'm really excited with his growth from both sides, pitching and hitting. Yeah, I obviously I, – I like him in the, the offensive side, and the guy's got really good stuff. Uh, we saw hmm. what he could do when he was healthy, and, yeah, 85 to 90 innings, possibly 100 innings. He might be a guy that's going to, you know, hopefully get the Angels over the top and and – compete for a playoff spot yeah i totally agree another guy who benefits is rich hill rich hill wasn't being drafted because people thought he wouldn't be ready till later on he might not be drafted in some leagues now he could be starting right off the gate rich hill gets a huge bump he's going to be on a twins team that's going to get a ton of wins so if win's still a category in your fantasy league i like rich hill a lot and Byron Buxton, his teammate, is going to be fully healthy shoulder surgery in september he'll be fine ready to go now all these guys get so much benefit from this time off Aaron Hicks Aaron Judge there's so many guys that were questionable Eugenio Suarez I mean his shoulder people were concerned about that but now he's had even more time he's ready to rock he should be cranking him out of great American ballpark this coming summer I just hope that guys have stayed healthy over this time and uh, stayed in good shape I, I was reading some today I know it's uh, on the football aspect of things they're talking about how fat Ben Roethlisberger has gotten so Hopefully none of these guys have ballooned up to uh, Prince Fielder status at this point, and they're they're still in good shape, and they're they're getting their workouts in, and they're they're ready to roll as we hope to get best uh, baseball back in the next month. Yeah, sounds great. A guy like David Robertson, who had Tommy John surgery last year in August, he could be back for the stretch run, no problem. Now, maybe even halfway point of this season if it goes into October, November. So this will be exciting to see where a lot of these guys make an impact. Uh, I'm really excited about it, and. So is Deary, and that's it. That's our brief edition of the Hey, It's a Rico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. If you got some guys you're excited about, write us, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Send us a picture of your favorite player and tell us why. Doesn't that sound like fun? I love it. I'm, I'm on it. I'll bring out all my baseball cards because that's pretty much all I've been doing over this break is just uh... – Checking in on my base football cards and salivating over some of these amazing pictures. Uh, I can't wait till baseball comes back. You know, this was actually fun. Uh, this is a great list of players. There's a lot of guys who are going to benefit from this, and I cannot wait to maybe pick up one of these guys on the waiver wire or draft. I'm looking forward to it. That's it. That's the show. Bye. Bye, everyone. This transformation
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.